I'll be honest, I don't know what to say. But I'm just going to say what I think. And I'm pretty sure I might get in trouble for this. So, sorry ahead of time. Welcome to Consciously, a podcast focused on honest conversations for regular people seeking spiritual growth. Here's our host, Menachem Poznanski. Hey, Consciously family, welcome back. Okay, welcome back to the show. I've been like really, you know, locked up about what to do. You know, I feel like I want to speak, but I don't know what to say. Like, what do you do when there is nothing to do? Like, there's so much going on in the world, and yet here I sit, seemingly powerless. So let's talk about that. Uh, but before before we get there, I want to thank you for joining us on the Consciously Podcast. I invite you to subscribe. Uh, give us reviews and stars if you'd like. Share us with your friends. Uh, check us out on social media, Instagram, Light Revealed, or don't go on Instagram, but whatever. Social media, all those places. Check us out on our website, lightrevealed.org. You can email us at lightrevealed.tlr.org. And... Um, that's it. That's all the things. You can also instant message us on all the social media places. Okay. So what do we talk about? What do we talk about? So we're sitting over here in the diaspora. Kind of touched on this the other day. And, I mean, we're watching the news. You know, I'm talking to a lot of people. Everyone seems to be like, you know, clickbait is not even the word. And, um, you know, on the one hand, you know, Sadiqim are telling us, that the avoda, the work, is to, to move forward and uh, to live our lives and to do good things, to take positive actions um, and to approach life with joy and uh, to talk, to get spend time talking about what's going on and to attend events, whether it's gatherings for to, to pray and say to Tehillim or it's gatherings to uh, show the world that we're here and that we exist. But, um, you know, like, what, what are we supposed to do? Like, what do you do in this circumstance? So I was, I was given a lot of thought. I was thinking about it. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to be empty, you know, coming onto this podcast, for those of that are listening. You know, at the same time, I don't sit here and talk about, like, lofty, you know, spiritual ideas. You know, like, it just seems frivolous, you know, when the world is so serious. So what what do we what do we talk about? Like what do we talk about? So really where my mind orients to is like where what's our avoda? What's the work? What is it that we're supposed to be working on internally, as we talked about in the last episode with Shmaya and Morty, like, you know, in in Yahadus, in in Judaism, in the spirituality of Pnimi Satora, you know, whatever's going on externally is really a reflection of our internal conflicts. So what is the the internal thing to do? What do you do when there's nothing to do? So there's an idea in Jewish spirituality called spiritual forgetfulness. And what that orients to is that sometimes we have to empty out our mind of everything that's going on in order so that we can begin to move forward. And that reflects 
a lot of different spiritual principles that we've talked about here on the podcast. For example, trach good sein good, right? Think good and it'll be good. In order for me to think good, right, I have to empty out of my mind, I have to disassociate within my mind all of the scenarios that logic tells me might turn out for the bad in order to attach myself to a hopeful thought of what might be. Another example of this is something that's brought up in the the world of recovery many times, which is uh, keep it simple. You know, well, keep it simple what? Like, how am I to keep it simple? Everything is so complicated. There's so many things to think about. How am I to keep it simple? Right? Or another example is a beautiful line that I, that I like stumbled upon when I was in Israel. I don't know what the source is, but it's great. And Zoe's been posting it on our status and on Instagram, which is whatever's good for your soul, do that. So like, what does that mean? Whatever's good for my soul, do that. What about all the other things that I need to do? And, and, and what does that even mean to whatever's good for my soul? Like whatever makes me feel good. What does that, like, what does that even mean to you? Me? Like, why do I think that that's so profound? So what I want to talk about tonight is the, the usefulness of denial. Denial is like a, a psychological phenomenon. I believe we've mentioned it before in the podcast, the idea about denial. I don't remember. But denial is a, th- is a term that comes up in addiction recovery a lot. And it's a psychological phenomenon. Sometimes it's kind of referred to by like the term cognitive dissonance. It's oriented towards that, though it's not exactly that. Um, but denial is a phenomenon where people are in a circumstance where they willfully forget or ignore the reality that they happen to be in because it doesn't meet the narrative of where they are. And denial is one of the most powerful barriers to people getting well uh, and oftentimes to family members um, intervening for their loved ones to get well. So it would appear that denial is not just in over in Egypt, just kidding, um, but it's clear that a denial is not is just a negative thing. It's only a negative thing. So there's a beautiful teaching that I heard from the Kutzker recently, the Kutzker Rebbe. The Kutzker Rebbe ta- taught his students that everything in the universe, everything in the Welt, everything in the world is has purposefulness to it, has a good usefulness to it. So the Hasidim came over and they said, oh, so is that, if that's so, what is the usefulness of atheism, of agnosticism, right, of kfira? Right, like if everything is for good, what's the what's the usefulness for somebody who's skeptical of a god? So the Kutzker said, um, Kfira is very useful when a yid comes over to you and asks you for help, because if a person's operating for from a place of faith, someone comes over and asks you for help, and you say, "Wow, I feel so bad for you," the Abraham will help you. God will help you. God will be there for you. Give him a an Amuna speech. It doesn't help him. But instead, what is a person supposed to do? Uh, another person comes over and says, hey, I'm having a hard time. You try to help him. By trying to help him in a certain way, there's a certain agnosticism in that. There's a certain denial of the fact that God's in charge of the world. I'm going to insert myself into this circumstance in order to help. So in order for me to engage that process, I have to like unearth that inner universe of agnosticism that allows me to disassociate from my faith in order to take action. Okay, so that's that's the answer of the Kutzker. So if that's true, I was thinking about agnosticism, then it must be true 
about denial, right? What, you could you look at denial and you think, oh, don't we need to know? Don't we need to do something? What's the avoda? So, so, but part of what the Kutzker is teaching us is that there's an there's a a useful space for denial, and that's the process of spiritual forgetfulness of emptying out our minds of all the noise of what we think we need to know. Meaning, as I said in the podcast yesterday, for sure people should pay attention to whatever degree that it's appropriate for them to the news to understand what's going on, and for sure we should show up and talk about what's going on and see where we can be helpful and apply ourselves to be helpful. But at the end of the day, there's a limit to how much time we can spend on that. Just like when it comes to like personal inventory or like a critical inventory of ourselves, there's only so much time we can spend, as far as say, it's important to set aside an hour to feel sorry about the negative things that you did. But we're not meant to sit all day and feel sorry for ourselves. We have to feel sad for the ways in which we're failing to meet our ideals we feel sad for a few moments, and then we move forward. So the same is true when it comes to awareness and in what to do. We have to set aside time to do what we need to do. We have to set aside time to find out what we need to find out. But then we also need to practice our spiritual forgetfulness, empty out our minds, and direct our attention to what's in front of us. So parallel to this is a beautiful teaching that I've been kind of contemplating and thinking about. It's the 87th Torah in Lakute Maharan Tinyana. And the 87th Torah, Rabbi Nachman, presents a really interesting paradigm. He explains that in life, ostensibly, what we have is really two types of life force that we receive from the Torah. One corresponds to the life force that we receive, that we receive from the Torah when we learn Torah and it's revealed in its revealed orientation, meaning when we're actively involved in Torah and mitzvahs. And the other source of life force is that the life force we receive from Torah when we're busy with doing those things that facilitate a life of Torah. And that these two energies correspond to two other paradigms within Judaism. One is uh, the history of the world, right? In the history of the world, there were 26 generations. It was 26 generations until God uh, gave the Torah. So in those 26 generations, the Jewish people, the Gemara asks, what were the Jew- what were people doing? What was the avoda in the 26 ger- generations before the Torah was given? So the Gemara answers, Yishuv Haaretz, saddling the land, V'derech Haaretz, and acting like a mensch, doing the right thing, trying to do the right thing. Then came the time of Torah, so the avoda became for the Jewish people to fulfill mitzvahs, to do the mitzvahs of Hashem. So, each of those two different chayas of the Torah, as Rabbi Nachman points out, the Torah existed before Hashem gave the Torah, before we received the Torah, right? But it was in a it was in a hidden form. It existed within a potential form that manifested in the the people of the planet practicing Yishavarat Zedarcharetz, and then there was a Torah as it manifested or was 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 revealed in its. Um, actualized form when we receive the Torah in our Sinai, that, that orients to the Torah that we receive. So you have the Torah before Kabbalah's Torah and the Torah after Kabbalah's Torah, which are, corresponds to um, the highest of Torah that we receive when we're um, actually learning, which is the Torah of Kabbalah's Torah. And then, and then you have the, the highest of Torah that we receive when we're not engaged actively in Torah learning, which is uh, the Torah of an ish pashat, of a simple person, when a person is just trying to be a good person one day at a time, that's the life force of Torah that was manifest in Yeshiva Arts 
and Derech Eretz. Then Rabbi Nachman says an even more fantastical thing. He says that this paradigm is also expressed in two states in which a Jew can be in, which brings to mind the uh, you know the the song of Shlomo Karbach. A person can either be Bederech Eretz Yisrael on the way to Eretz Yisrael. Or they can be Be'eretz Yisrael. When a person's in a state of Be'derech Eretz Yisrael, that's where they're living their lives to prepare for learning for learning Torah. They're doing, right, Kiyuma Shabbat Torah Hi Bitula, that the, 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 I'm sorry, Bitula Shatorah Hi Kiyuma, right, that the, that, that when we step away from Torah in order to engage life, that is what sustains Torah. That's everything we're doing, our jobs, our lives, Paying our bills, trying to carry out Yishuv Haaretz and Derech Eretz. That's called Bederech Eretz Yisrael. It's on the way to Eretz Yisrael. And then Eretz Yisrael refers to the actualized form, the manifest form of actualized spirituality, right? Where we're actually carrying out the will of God, Torah, and mitzvahs, right? So you have Bederech Eretz Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, which corresponds to the Torah that existed. Before Kabbalah Satorah, the Chayas of Torah before Kabbalah Satorah, and the Chayas Torah after Kabbalah Satorah, which relates to the life force that we draw when we're trying to live life, Yeshua Haaretz Derech Haaretz, to settle the land and to carry out ourselves as, as mentioned, as just to live life, to live in this world one day at a time, doing the right thing, trying to live justly. And then you have actually carrying out spiritual acts, actually doing spiritual acts. So what Rabbi Nachman presents over there is that we're always kind of vacillating between these two different places and even points out that the greatest tzaddik in the world at some point stops learning, even though he learns 20 hours a day, 23 hours a day, there's a moment where he stops learning. So in that moment, the tzaddik is drawing his life force from Bader Haaretz Yisrael, right? And well, on the other hand, when he's actively engaged in Avodah, so he's drawing his life force from Eretz Yisrael, from Torah itself, right? Just like us, but the only difference is the the amount of time. So every single person is drawing life force from Eretz Yisrael, from Eretz Yisrael itself, and Bederech Eretz Yisrael. Bederech Eretz Yisrael meaning what we are doing to prepare ourselves to be in Eretz Yisrael, right? That has to do with Mashiach, with redemption, that has to do with what we're doing here in the diaspora to try to support the people that are settling the land, actually settling the land of Eretz Yisrael, defending the land of Eretz Yisrael, defending the Jewish people living there. And then you have Eretz Yisrael itself, which is when we're doing the right thing, but also the soldier that's on the uh, on the uh, on the battlefield, on the border of Gaza, waiting to carry out his holy mission, or the other people that are doing such holy work in, in Eretz Yisrael. So you have these two different parts. So this brings me back to this to this saying that I that I stumbled on when I was in Israel a few weeks ago. Whatever is good for your soul, do that. And and really what that means to me and why I think it's so powerful and why I think it's worthwhile just to become a mantra. And I've, it's, I've made it a mantra for myself for now. And it's it's been very auspicious in this time. Is The idea is whatever is good for my soul, do that right now. Like, stop being complicated about it. Stop worrying about what's next or later. Trust in the process and trust in yourself. Don't do what feels good. Not what I want. Or not even what I think will work best. But rather focus in on what is good for my soul. How can I express my soul? Is it expressing my soul through Eretz Yisrael? Through manifest, actualized, spiritual action? Or is it good through B'derech Eretz Yisrael? 
preparing myself, tapping into grace of God, right, to open my life, to make it a space where spirituality can come in. But whatever that is, whatever's in front of you, whatever's in front of me right now, that's what my soul needs. And that requires me to practice this spiritual forgetfulness, this denial, holy denial, and emptying out of my mind to express, to, to, to come to terms with the fact that I can't know everything, that keeping up with the news is my avoda, is my spiritual work. I'm responsible as a, a thinking person to be aware of what's going on, right? Or maybe not. Maybe a person doesn't even have to be aware at all. But let's say if, I, if I'm thinking that way, I need to know. But then I can't know everything. And I can't just know it all the time and clicking and clicking and clicking and renewing my, refreshing my, my uh, home screen is not going to make the news come any faster. I'm not going to manifest the news, right? I can think good and it will be good. I can manifest positive spirituality through thinking positively, but I can't manifest anything by obsessing about receiving light, by, by, by paying attention all day, by obsessing about trying to battle against i spoke to a number of people that spent a lot of time like on social media feeling like they had to be the warriors of the jewish people to fight back against people that were commenting on social media which i think could be a a holy thing i don't want to i don't want to discredit that but at some point when when we're just deluding ourselves that we're making a difference when all we're doing is running away from life running away from our own feelings that we're uncomfortable with who who are we helping? And what are we doing? And what purpose are we serving? So whatever's good for your soul, do that. doesn't mean like self-centeredly what's good for my soul. My soul is a selfless being. Whatever's good for my soul, do that. If it's time to battle the forces of evil um, through comment wars, sure, do that for a while. But then it's time to put that away and go live life, take some good actions, do some good things. Now, I sense that some people might be upset about this, Um, and I hear where they're coming from. I really do. Um, But uh, I also hear that if if we allow the darkness to consume us, then uh, we discredit the sacrifice the people that are out there protecting us so that we can live the lives that we that God has in store for us and and if we don't practice spiritual forgetfulness if we don't honor useful denial then we're missing the boat on the spiritual opportunity ahead of us maybe but what do I know but whatever it's my soapbox That's what I think. Thank you for joining the Consciously family. Consciously is brought to you by The Light Revealed, a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them. Consciously is made possible by the kindness of the Capellius family in memory of Tzipora Bas Ravaro. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please check out our website, thelightrevealed.org. Feel free to email us at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our social media content team is Zoe Poznanski and Tahilo Nasanian. The assistant to the regional co-host is Shmaya Hanekman, and our music 
is by Eitan Katz featuring Zusha. Thank you for joining, and we wish you the most blessed day in only revealed ways.